on the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Irokti, a yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, on Kestian Echo. Vientolum againom Griv, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the Throw-In Independent.ie's GAA podcast. I'm Will Slattery and ahead of this Sunday's All-Ireland semi-final between Kerry and Mayo, I caught up with Joe Brawley and started by asking him how Eamon Fitzmaurice's current team compares to the great Kerry side of the Naughties. Well, I mean, as a team, they're very cohesive and unlike that team of the Naughties, who um, really found it very, very difficult to compete against Tyrone's aggression and sort of, you know, absolute never-say-die spirit. You know, Fitzmaurice's team is mean, much more in the mould of the great Golden Years team, you know, which would have taken your life if necessary. And Fitzmaurice has brought that back. Hmm. There's no doubt that the, that the team of the Naughties um, was on the whole more skilled. But um, Fitzmaurice's team are very, very mean. I mean, don't forget the only team that has beaten Fitzmaurice in championship is Dublin. Hmm. They've had three defeats only, and all to the dubs, and all in, you know, one way or another, epic games, or, or at least one way or another, games that went to the death, went to the bitter end, so that 2013, you know, Fitzmaurice um, brought one of the most imaginative attacking platforms, you know, that we've ever seen in Gaelic football, and nearly did the dubs over with it, mm-hmm. you know, they dub. Half time couldn't have come quickly enough that day for the dubs to solve that problem. You know, switch Kane O'Sullivan on to Cooper, um, um, leave a sweeper, and uh, and then obviously in the end, you know, Dublin just wore them down with their relentless run and the, their bench and all of that. Um, and then again, you, you you wind forward to the 2015 final, and um, you know that game was a war of attrition. Where and Kerry lost by three points. They decided then to go all out defensive to do a Donegal on it. And again, you know, it was an epic battle to the end. And uh, and then last year's semi final, where I mean the Dubs looked busted with ten minutes to go, and they reeled off a series of more or less miraculous scores to beat them in the end. Mm. So, you know, Fitzmaurice isn't messing around. 
I suppose at the, at the weekend, Pat Spillane wrote in his column that he finds him to be kind of conservative in his personnel and his tactics. I suppose you think about that 2015 game, they did go quite defensive and in some of their other matches as well. I, th- I don't think he's been maybe universally loved for maybe doing a bit of those things, but do you think it's the right kind of way to go about winning All-Irelands or t- taking on this Dublin team? Well, I mean, it, I mean, it's clear what they're going to do against Mayo. I mean, it's going to be an aerial onslaught to the edge of the square. And um, Mayo finally, finally, belatedly seeing the danger, you know, and realizing that they simply couldn't continue with Jared Fullback, you know, have replaced him. And I thought that I think that Brenton Harrison's is very aggressive, very quick. You know, he, he plays like a cornerback, marking up into the forward's face, you know, and he's inside him, you know, and he's inside his head and he's very combative. So that as Philly McMahon has shown, you know, or Joe McMahon for Tyrone whenever he picked up Kieran Dunne, you know, and you'll remember the day that in two thousand and eight, whenever the Twin Towers were silenced mm. by two much smaller Tyrone defenders, you just went to war with them. And uh, I mean, that's what you've got to do. That's what Kerry have done with Michael Murphy in the All Ireland final with Aidan O'Mahony, just absolutely going to war with him. And that's what you need to do with Donahue. And um, and you also need to have a sweeper in front of him. But I mean, that's where this game, that's where the balance of this game lies, and that's what will dictate it. How Mayo deal with that aerial onslaught? And we saw in the quarterfinal against Galway, Kerry showed their game plan for the first 25, 30 minutes, and we saw how awesome that was. And uh, and then of course in the second half they didn't do that at all. Fitzmaurice was cute as a fox, and he got Donaghy off ten minutes or so into the second half, but. The last, you know, it left a lasting impression, and that's clear that that's what they're going to do against Mayo. They've been, Kerry, you've been quite direct. You know, there's been a lot of quick kick passing into the very uh, dangerous inside forward line with O'Donoghue and Ganey there. Obviously, Marsh Fitzgerald came yeah, into the backroom staff. Do you think Marsh Fitzgerald's had a big role? I'm coming to, well, I'm coming to the view that James O'Donoghue's overrated. I really am, you know. I mean, I, I, I don't mean, I don't want you to put a big sort of tabloidy headline in this, but. <laughs> I've noticed during the year, and I've noticed looking back over the videos, that he's very selfish. He won't look up and he won't play the team game. He made his reputation in those two semi-finals against Mayo when he was marking Keith Higgins. Well, when he wasn't being marked, hmm. and uh, and he ran riot. But don't forget, in the final that year against Donegal, he didn't even get a shot off. So not only did he not score, he didn't even get a shot off. And well, uh, a lot of Kerry fans know, say I for thought, that that, that he was brought was, out the I field he, deliberately. Doesn't really matter. He was negated, and I mean, the last day, I I, I thought he made minimal impact, and uh, I mean, I think Guinea's got everything, but I think that if O'Donoghue's tightly marked, that um, you know that he's not going to be that big uh, a factor, and of course, you know, Mayo do have a couple of very very good um, defenders. Uh, the problem, of course, Mayo obviously have only got one Lee Keegan. But I mean, the, the the two areas of the game that are important for me are one, uh, the the battle between Mayo's half back line and Kerry's half forward line, and Kerry's half forward line definitely is at a disadvantage in that battle because Johnny Buckley's a fine footballer, but he can't run. Donahue Walsh is has got loads of stamina, but he's not a flat out sprinter, mm. and. Um, you know, they're not sure whether to pick Stephen O'Brien or Michael Guinea, but in any event, it's an uninspiring half forward line. They're all good footballers, but at this very highest level, bearing in mind how dynamic Mayo's half back line is, those are the two big battle areas. Can Kerry's half forward line contain Mayo's most potent attacking line? 
you know, the guys who break the line and set up the scores and, you know, can they hold Lee Keegan, for example, who's a quite extraordinary Gaelic footballer? And secondly, can Mayo contain the Donaghy threat on the edge of the square? And that's where the game's going to be won or lost. Yeah, Joe, what have you made of Kieran Donaghy's like his form at the moment? He's he's thirty four now, I think, but he's playing pretty much just as good as he has in any other season. Uh, like, what, how do you how do you how do you kind of countenance that? Well, I mean, he's he, he's so radiant, you know. He's a he's an extraordinary character to meet too, you know, and he, he's very he loves the game. He's got such boyish enthusiasm. You should see him playing basketball. Hmm. He just loves sport and he loves expressing himself. And he's fearless and courageous, and he loves the battle. And of course, the big difference this year between you know this year and the last three or four years is that Kerry are are now working on moving the ball to him long to the edge of the square properly. He's not just standing in there stranded hmm. and then getting hopeful balls punted up into the air. Um, and for Mio, the big issue is going to be cutting those uh, long balls out at source, so that against Galway. Galway did absolutely nothing to put any pressure on the kicker. So in that middle third, whenever Moran or Buckley was were getting on the ball, and Kerry are all very good kick passers, they had all the time in the world to pick out those beautiful diagonal balls. Now, of course, I mean, who else would take them but Donaghy? So maybe, maybe Michael, maybe Michael Murphy. But I mean, I mean, it's an extraordinary thing to see him in full flight, and he also brings such excitement, you know. So. In contrast to the Dublin Tyrone game, which I believe will be a very tense, very dramatic game, I think that this Sunday's game has the potential to be really, really genuinely edge of the seat exciting because Mayo will always bring that sort of helter skelter style, and uh, and Kerry uh, are gonna they're gonna be you know roll up, roll up, watch the amazing high catching man. <laughs> so I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And like, what kind of chance do you give Mayo after the Ross Common game? Because uh, obviously, people—that's well, the last game we've seen—and they look so good. But are we reading too much into it? Well, like obviously, you know, Ross Common are very, very limited, and you know, we could only judge Mayo on how poorly they have played in the championship to date. I mean, they have been so poor and so far below the standards that they would have set themselves over the last six, seven years that you couldn't but say, like, come on. These guys are going absolutely nowhere. As I said that before they played Derry, Derry should have beaten them, Cork should have beaten them. You know, Clare gave them a fright. I mean Roscommon drew with them and could easily have beaten them, you know, so but yet there they are. And I mean I met Lee Keegan outside the change room. I think we spoke about this last week and mm. I just came away thinking, because of him more than anything, I just thought, you know, that guy will never accept defeat, you know. He's convinced they're going to beat Kerry. And, you know, why can't they beat Kerry? I mean, why can't they? Killian O'Connor always performs well against them. I mean, again, you come back to the the, the conundrum that is Aidan O'Shea. I mean, there's no doubt that Mayo have the equipment there now. And they've, to me, to the best of their ability, they've now solved the full-back problem. I mean, it was obvious crying out to be changed. They've changed it. They've got a really good footballer in there and a very aggressive footballer. So, you know, why can't they, if they really, you know, put their shoulders to the wheel, why can't they beat Kerry? And uh, I think, you know, it's a, it's a 50-50 thing. And from a Kerry perspective... Amazing, amazingly, you know, because I do think that what happened in the semi-final against Roscommon, you know, restored Mayo's faith. 
I saw them coming out of the changing room afterwards and they looked their old selves. Mm. You know, I spoke with a good few of them and they just looked their old selves. They looked confident again and happy to be there. And, you know, I think they'd been going around sort of, oh, God, we're, we're rubbish, we're going nowhere, we're rubbish, we're going nowhere, what the hell has happened, you know? And that sort of malaise had settled over them. But as has happened to, to many teams in the past through the qualifiers, all of a sudden they've just got a result and they've looked great and... And uh, I think that that's given them massive confidence coming into this game. Yes, yeah, so much. You know, they're not. They're not. They're not novices. They're not a team. You know, they're a team who knows what the capabilities are, who've been there before, and who know they can be careful. So it's going to be. A, I think it's going to be a brilliant game of football. Really, really looking forward to it. And what what plan do you think Eamon Fitzmaurice might have to negate Lee Keegan's influence? Because obviously, it's usually the other way around. Like Stephen Rochford trying to pick out who he'll put Keegan on, but surely Eamon <laughs> yeah, Fitzmaurice I, I, I will did, have a plan. I did, I did wonder. I mean, obviously, obviously, the smart move there. The smart move there, and it's something that he can afford to do because Mayo aren't hectic in that area. Is to put Paul Murphy on him. Hmm. I mean, Paul like Lee, and um, I, I say this as a compliment, is a an absolute pig on the field, <laughs> and you know knows no pain and knows no boundaries competitively, and is um, I mean just a a force of nature. And you can identify that from a very early stage, you know. And I, I understand. I think I read somewhere recently he didn't play minor or under twenty one for Kerry. Mm, I don't but think the he kids, did. The, the kids are force of nature. No pain. Um, there are no barriers for him mentally. He's got no boundaries, and he would have no issues with it. And you know, I think that often a very good idea to do to someone like Lee, who's who's used to. I mean, what? So psychologically, let's look at Lee. Okay. What happens is that he goes on to a big name on the opposing team, right? And he takes him to pieces and then goes on and flourishes himself. But always, always, it's Lee's job to mark the other guy. And that's the dynamic. So, you know, it's a very, very smart move. And see man markers hate it if a man marker comes to them. Hmm. Especially somebody like Lee. Who 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 relies on being able to get free and kick points and goals? You know, who relies on pace and athleticism, um, being able to steal away from his man because he's not being man marked. So we've seen that over the last four years with Lee. You know, that breaking forward unmarked, breaking onto the shoulder off the shoulder of a Mayo player, nice through. He's scoring crucial points and goals. But somebody like Paul Murphy, who's like a limpet. Well, then I think that's the way to solve the problem. And I think that that would negate Lee, hmm. genuinely, because, you know, he wouldn't be used to it. It changes the dynamic entirely, and it would become very, very frustrating for him. And, of course, Lee's always prone to, you know, someone like that. He's prone to lose his discipline if it's really put up to him. That's the smart move for me. Paul Murphy on Lee Keegan. I heard one interesting uh, <laughs> suggestion from David Brady saying that maybe Aidan O'Shea should mark here and Donahue get big man on big man. No, it's a terrible suggestion. I think that <laughs> I think that I think that I think that Kieran would absolutely wipe the floor with Aiden. Don't forget that one of the things about Aiden is this: um, for all his potential, you know, there's a wee something in Aiden's mind saying to him, "You're not good enough for this. You're not good enough. You're not as good as these guys." And, That's very unfair, you know, Joe. He he has put in a lot of good performances in big games. Maybe not all our finals. No, 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 no. It's it's not very unfair. You're not listening to me. You know, that's his psychological makeup. You know, there's a doubt in his head and it's saying to him, you know, you're not as you're not you're not great, you're not good, you're not that great. And you can see that. He doubts himself. You can see that. And we've seen it all in big games and we've all sympathized with him and we've all suffered with him. You know, I mean last year in the two all Ireland finals, I mean I was just 
honestly, I was so disappointed because I had thought to myself, look, he's ready to go here. He's ready to rock, as I had the previous year when he dismantled Donegal in that quarterfinal. And I thought to myself, the kid's ready to rock. And he he's, disappeared against He Kerr. set up Lee Keegan's goal against, against Dublin. Uh, come on. Look, it was the one time he was in the central channel. He got an easy ball. Keegan appeared at his shoulder. He laid it off to him. I mean, come on. Really? Really? Uh, he turned Keno Sullivan quite well, to be fair. <laughs> that's it. That's your evidence. <laughs> well, five it's, a, it's, years, a big, five, it's, it's a big moment in an All Ireland final, six, though, you six know? Years, six, year, six years of epic All Ireland finals and semi finals, and that's his contribution. So, what I'm saying to you is that he goes in against somebody like Kieran. Now, don't forget the fullback's a very, very specialised position. Okay. Now, David Brady's harking back to his own experience when he went in and Kieran Dunning. Yeah. But David Brady mentally is a very, very different character from Aidan O'Shea. I mean, David Brady drove his club to an All Ireland title, right? Mm. David Brady dismantled Tyrone when they were going for two in a row All Irelands in a memorable quarter final in Croke Park. He kicked three points. He dismantled Sean Kavanagh. You know, David Brady is. It wouldn't occur to David Brady to lack confidence. Mm. So that day when he was brought on and went on, Donny, he, he relished that. And you could see him. Here's a guy rolling up his sleeves and getting absolutely dug in. So compare and contrast. Ian goes in there. First of all, it's a massive statement. It's as big a statement as switching your keeper on the morning of an All-Ireland final, right? And the pressure of the world is on Aidan O'Shea because everybody knows that Kerry are going to spearhead their attack with Donaghy. That's their game plan. And now Aidan O'Shea has been tasked, listen, this is this is what they're doing. This is what we want you to do. And you put him in, in the best full forward of his generation. And you put him into an area where he's completely unfamiliar because he's he's backing away to try and catch the ball. Does he play in front? Does he play behind Donaghy? He's had no time to work on it. I think it's an atrocious idea. I think it'll be a disa- I think it'll be a disaster. No harm to David. We have the greatest admiration for for the reasons that I've already given you. I think could we be set up for a moment where Aidan O'Shea roars down the camera, Joe Brawley, what do you think of that? David may stay out of the managing. <laughs> now, I mean, like you know, there's I, I still have no doubt that Aidan O'Shea has the capabilities as we all do, but I, I, I do I, I do think that you know and you know I would be delighted and relieved if he finally pushed through and performed. Um but you know it's a big if at this stage. So just before I let you go, Joe, so what is your prediction for Sunday's game? It sounds like you're leaning towards Kerry. Kerry are the safe bet, you know. Um, I, I really, I mean, genuinely, uh, because of their efficiency and their ruthlessness and all the rest of it, you know, you know, I would sort of lean, I would have leaned to Kerry, but, you know, there's something about me oh, there's something about that meet if I hadn't met them afterwards coming out of their changing room I would have said Kerry but there was something about them something buoyant something you know that they were back on track and uh, I'm going to go for Mio <laughs> brilliant alright Joe thanks very much I really appreciate you joining us my, ple- my pleasure see you that's all we have time for on the throne this week. We'll be back next Monday to review all the action from Kerry versus Mayo with David Brady, Tomas O'Shea and Alan Brogan. In the meantime, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud or get us on independent.ie. So until next Monday, thanks for listening and goodbye.